What the hell am I doing? Welcome back to the last episode of the I Have No Idea What I'm Doing podcast. My name is Paula Rogo and I'm your host. After seven episodes and even a surprise miniseries, we have finally arrived at the end of the I Have No Idea What I'm Doing podcast series. And it's time to talk about the elephant in the room. This season, we have spoken with some of the most inspiring East African women in business and entrepreneurship. They are ceiling breakers, boundary pushers, and all-over badass bosses. But that doesn't mean it's been easy for them. Yes, women are on the rise in East Africa, but we can't deny that sexism is real. As a female entrepreneur, this means being hit on when trying to make a business deal. This means being ignored when speaking at board meetings. This means being the only woman in the room in a male-dominated field. This means being asked about your husband when applying for a loan. And it means having all sorts of boundaries and limits put on you just because of your gender. That's why I wanted to spend our final episode talking about sexism. And I asked some of the entrepreneurs and experts featured in earlier episodes about how they experience and deal with it. I hope their perspectives will help you in your own entrepreneurship journey. I'll start with Kelly Murungi, who is the creator of the popular finance blog Rookie Manager and a business consultant at Lattice Consulting. She broke down some of the ways women entrepreneurs encounter sexism. She was featured in episode two. There's levels to this. At the very basic, I think it's sexual harassment. Uh, that's everywhere, uh, you know, unless you're lucky, you know, to work in an organization where which quote-unquote is conscious. But if you're starting out on your own in business, you will experience this. And then there are the other subtle, you know, discriminatory practices, you know. Like what I said, maybe you go to the bank to apply for a loan and the relationship manager starts asking questions, you know, where's your husband? Does your husband know about this? You know, is this car yours? Are you the one who bought it? And, you know, I mean, the logbook says it is yours. Yes. And so on and so forth. And even in my experience, I mean, I've been in a deal where I was asked, um, but you're not married. What does that have to do with business, you know? So there, there will be instances where people overtly do it. And for me, I mean, the, the, the ultimate solution is demolish the patriarchy, you know, ETC. Yeah. But we have to survive today. So one of the things I, I do is evaluate the context so if it is an, a much older person who grew up at a different time, to be honest, I, I find like I'm, I'm not able, I'm not, I don't have, it's not productive to pick a fight. And it makes me sad because I wish I could so that I change their minds. But I'm like, you know, this guy is socialized this way. So I'm going to play along because at, after all, we're not together for long. But for the younger people, I find continually, and, and this is easier to do, I think, depending on where you are on the power dynamic, but continually challenging it. Yeah. And, and pushing back and saying, you know, that has nothing to do with the business, so let's let's do business. But when it comes to the older guys, who unfortunately are the owners of capital, you know, I'll be, I'll respond and say, you know, no, I don't have a husband, and let them, you know, go on and on and on and on and about independent women, and I'm like, okay, 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 let's talk about business now, you know, because I feel, you know, if I push back, the the, the aim of the meeting breaks down, completely, and 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 I don't want to do that. But with, with younger people, and I think it's something we have to continue challenging in the spaces we are in, work and non-work spaces. Mm -hmm. 
for people to just realize you know their inherent biases and, and they are playing into how they make their decisions as business women we still have to put up with being chased and harassed in the workplace especially when you're the only woman in a male dominated field Doreen Peter Noni has experienced that firsthand. Doreen is the founder and CEO of Lake FM in Tanzania and is one of the only female radio station owners in East Africa. And she can't decide whether it's harder to be a woman or a young person in the media industry. Doreen appeared in the She Has No Idea What She's Doing miniseries. Do they immediately underestimate you when they meet you? Yeah, of course, they do. And it's happened from the very beginning and it's still happening now. Well, now you get a little bit more respect because people know the radio station. I don't have to introduce myself. Like I, when I start to introduce my station, I just say Lake FM and people go like, ah, Lake FM. Oh, it's you. You understand? Whereas in the beginning, like, what the hell is Lake FM? Who are you? Stop wasting my time. Like, you don't say that. <laughs> but you can you can sense that's what someone is telling you. You know, sometimes someone does have to say something for you to get that they're saying it. You get my point? Sometimes women experience sexism before they even enter the office. Just because we don't look the way people expect us to. This happens to me a lot. My name is Paula. I sign off my emails as Paula. But for whatever reason, people always expect a Paul and are surprised when a Paula shows up to the meeting or answers the phone. Navalaya Osembo, the CEO and co-founder of Enda Sportswear, knows exactly how it feels to be underestimated. She was a guest on episode two. I think in my instance, in most cases, I don't look like my resume. So <laughs> I, I go into a lot of places and people don't expect it to be me. I don't know why. Maybe one day I'll figure it out. But people always have a different expectation of who I am. So um, I'd say that's one instance or an instance where, for example, if I would go um, with Weldon somewhere, there's this assumption that he's pulling the shot. So, I mean, we kind of do the business together, but there is some places where you cannot go and people don't always expect you to be who you are. So I don't know whether that's sexism or something else. I'm still trying to figure it out. But um, I think... Kind of the focus is um, first, I have learned to not really, if the opinion does not help me or move me forward, then it's irrelevant. So kind of focus on what you what you're going to achieve. But I think my experience is very different because I'm coming in from a decision making perspective. I think there are other challenges women face, um, as Kelly said, like sexual harassment or like not being taken too seriously or like where is your husband and stuff like that. But um I think it's kind of important to keep reinforcing your what like your work while you're there and kind of just pushing through. At the end of the day, I always say results speak better for themselves and kind of people get end up getting used to that idea. Okay, ladies, this is a really great conversation, but I just wanted to take a moment to announce the next Kali Media Project. In January, we'll be launching Kali Letter, a bi-weekly newsletter that is an unfiltered lens of news, pop culture, lifestyle, and feminism for East African women. It's like an email from your smart, funny, and savvy best friend right there in your inbox. You can go sign up for it now on the Kali Media website at www.kali.media slash Kali Letter. That's www.kali.media slash K-A-L-I-L-E-T-T-E. Now back to this great conversation. Some women entrepreneurs even have to deal with people expecting white men to be the bosses behind their businesses. 
take a listen to what Nicole and Sony of Inca Steakhouse had to say about this and navigating sexism in Rwanda. Nicole appeared in the She Has No Idea What She's Doing miniseries. Yes, so most people will come to the restaurant and expect it to be owned by a, an older white male. And um, and the, the, the 50% will celebrate when they find out that it's a young a female black owner. And the other 50%, and that includes our own brothers and sisters, who will sort of uh, be quite upset <laughs> that the restaurant belongs to a, a black, a young black woman because I think it, it that's another insecurity that brings out the why her and not me. So 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 on a on a on a, on a sort of business point of view, no, it's not it's not an obstacle. I have I haven't faced any obstacles in terms of me being black and me being a female. But in terms of I mean, socially, yes. Socially I find uh, many, 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 many people to be very patronizing in uh, in how they address me or talk to me or because they feel that um as as much as I could have this kind of a business, uh, which is doing well, people feel like I they still have to school me on something because I'm a hey little girl, let me school you and tell you how to run your business, even though I'm a teller at a bank or <laughs> I I, you know, I do nothing that has to do with with, with food, but uh, I'm going to tell you, little girl, how to run your business. So yeah, from this from a social uh, social point of view, I think there are a lot of there are a lot of uh, of stereotypes and stigmas that we have to we have to break because the reality is that we live in a patriarchal society but the great thing is that at least uh, that's on a social level. That doesn't really affect my bottom line in terms of the business. Melissa Mbugwa, the managing partner of M&M Consulting, also knows what it's like to work in predominantly male environments. She's worked in the technology and innovation industries for years. I spoke with her in our very first episode. One of the questions I had for her is how she deals with all the male egos. Girl, I don't. I have, I have no time. In the sense that, um, yeah, I just don't have time for people who are not open-minded who are not here here for the here for the future i just don't deal that's 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 how i yeah i don't deal with the backbenchers and the hecklers and the bad guys i'm I'm just here i'm here for the people who want to move forward you know here's the thing actually i've learned the people who are switched on and who are succeeding and who you can see have a good long-term trajectory tend to not be the douchebags the douchebags actually you can just you're like you're not going to last so it's just about yeah choosing who who I'm set up to work with yeah. and deal with. Yeah, I, I, I literally just walk away. Some people, I think, don't even say hi to me anymore because they just know I don't have time. Shefa Okore, also from the first episode, had a lot to say about men in the workplace. Schaefer is the vice chair of Kenya's Ukweli Party and the program manager of Siasa Place. I asked her how she survives as a woman in politics and how she deals with both the double standards from the media and criticisms from her male colleagues. I choose myself. And I don't apologize. And and I say that politely, that I just don't apologize for being me, right? And I don't feel sorry for wanting this space I'm in to be fulfilling for me. So so that's one. And it's 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 a difficult space because everybody wants to, you to be a leader that they they choose. So they everybody has a standard, everybody has their preferences. And it's very subjective of how I expect my leader to behave or talk or dress or be you know, or even be in a relationship or not, right? Mm-hmm. And it ends up being all this noise that takes up a lot of your energy and a lot of the good things that you're supposed to do and it's consuming. And then you just decide to, you know what, shut it down, choose yourself, focus on you and why you're here. 
Right. So that's the thing. And it's it's learning how to get to a space where you say, I choose to lead in my own terms and in my own way. And also just knowing that, oh, well, I'm not here to be liked, right? And I, I repeat that. Done, yeah. I, I'm here to get things done. I'm not here to be liked. It's fine if you don't like us. That's also really, really cool. But now just get out of our way so we can get this work done. Because there's a lot of work on the table. Yeah. You know what I mean? So just just stay to the side. Because that's, that's the thing about also thinking that, oh my God, I'm going to ruffle so many feathers. What if a lot of people don't like me? How many people are there in the world? There are a couple billion people. Yeah. I should, you'll be fine. You'll be good. You'll be good. Because the people who... who who you have to change for them to accept you, you really don't need them in your life. Yeah. yeah. So choose you. Amen. Amen. Amen indeed. I completely agree. So ladies, we're all experiencing sexism in all parts of society and we have to stick together. So look out for your sisters. Open doors for them because it's hard out here for female bosses. Thank you to all our wonderful guests for sharing their wisdom. I can tell you that a woman somewhere learned something today, and I hope a man did too. And that's it, ladies. The final episode of the I Have No Idea What I'm Doing podcast. What a journey it has been. I started this podcast to learn, and I hope our guests have given you the knowledge and advice to help your business dreams come true. That's what I'm doing with Kali Media, and I hope you keep up with our journey. Otherwise, I wish all of you, you powerful, smart, ambitious East African women, the best of luck. I have a couple of things to share as I close out. I would like to thank the team behind the scenes, those whose names I read at the end of each episode, and those whose names you've never heard, especially to my producer, Halima Gikandi. We started working on this at the beginning of the year, and I really would not have made it to the finish line without you. Thanks also to Nadia Balogu for holding us down on social media, our intern Jean Karani for jumping in when needed, and Deborah Cartwright for the gorgeous podcast image. I would also like to thank Melissa Mbugwa and Ian Gashishio of M&M Consulting for stepping in with promotional assistance and your ever-important wisdom. All the friends that patiently listened and gave feedback, thank you so much. Koala, you know who you are. I'm forever grateful you're in my life. Thank you. And finally, my family. Thank you for giving me the space to think outside the box. My parents, mom and dad, I know you're worried about this entrepreneurship thing, but I think we'll be okay. And finally, thank you to all our listeners in Kenya, Rwanda, Uganda, Tanzania. Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. I am forever grateful. Look for Kali Media in 2019. We have a lot of great content coming your way. I'm your host, Paula Rogo. See you next year. Thank you.